Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, I got to tell you, this was one busy week. The things that happened this week in the field of education are just mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. And again, this is one of the positives that's been happening here within recent years. In particular, I'd say over the last four years at least, is you have more and more news outlets now, in, in particular independent media, discussing what goes on in K-12 education. And again, it's not just within with what's happened within the past year. Clearly, that's been a massive firecracker for a lot of people, and rightfully so. The abuses that have taken place over the last year are just uh, incalculable, and it's really too bad that they've taken place. But again, the writing was on the wall. Much of these abuses were taking place already behind the scenes, and some of it was already on the surface, but now it's out in the open and it's for everybody to see. So there's just so much going on this week, but I'm just going to plug through a number of different topics here. First of all, let me just kick off with sort of going back to one of my original and consistent uh, posts, rather, about the business of critical race theory. I've, I've really gone after the people that are consistently writing about it and saying how horrible it is because, of course, it is, and that goes without saying because, as I've said on the podcast a thousand times, the entire thing is pretend. But more and more states now are doing the very thing that I've said is the only answer. And that's making it illegal. They're making it illegal within their schools. They're making it illegal within their training at any state or employment level, so to speak. They're making it uh, illegal within any workplace, etc., etc. And now, Oklahoma has now banned critical race theory completely statewide. And I believe Wyoming has done the exact same thing. So here's how this works. Instead of consistently, as I've said in the past, giving the squeaky wheel the grease with critical race theory and, oh, it's horrible, and we just got to keep talking about how horrible it is. We know it's horrible. Get over it. Now make it illegal. Once it's illegal, then that's it. Then it's game over. The people who peddle it, the money that goes toward it, the state funds, whatever, all that dries up and it goes away. You need to pressure your state legislators to make it illegal. That's it. Make it illegal. And that right there, again, is a sad state of affairs, as I've said in the past, because we're making things that aren't real illegal. Critical race theory is not a real thing. It's fake. It's garbage. It's total nonsense. But at least states are simply saying, yeah, we know all that, but we're just going to make it illegal because we don't want people doing it anyway. And that's really the only solution. So that's the first thing out of the way. The second thing, super weird, super stupid. And it's going to prove a long-held theory of mine that I've always enjoyed and, and wanted to have, and this is just yet uh, more proof that such a thing should occur. I think we should have in America a moron registry. Not just a sex offender registry, but a actual moron registry. So allow me to read this. This comes from The Blaze, and it's titled, Former High School Aide Testifies. She didn't realize sex with students is off-limits for all staff, as opposed to just teachers, and gets four years behind bars. Yeah, a moron registry, I'm telling you. Uh, this person, of course, is now going to be on a sex offender registry, but we need to have moron registries, too. 
It says, quote, a former teacher's aide at a Texarkana, Texas high school testified that she wasn't aware that sex with students is forbidden for all staff members as opposed to just teachers. And in the end, 24-year-old Ashlyn Fay Bell was sentenced Monday to four years in prison after pleading guilty to sexual misconduct with three underage males. Oh, it gets better. Testimony at the trial for Bell indicated she made contact with boys she met while working as an aide at Texas High School, the Texarkana Gazette reported, after which she picked them up from truck stops and their homes in the middle of the night, often with her three-year-old daughter in the back seat. The paper reported that Bell took the boys to her home in New Boston where she had sex with them. Honest to God. Uh, it continues. Last thing here. Let's see. She said she believed the boys were 18, whatever. Uh, Bell pleaded guilty last month to two counts of improper relationship between educator and students involving two 17-year-old boys and two counts of sexual assault of a child involving a 16-year-old boy, the paper said in a later story. She was sentenced to four years in prison, one count of sexual assault of a child, and received probation for the other three counts. The judge ordered Bell to be supervised on a sex offender caseload once she's released from prison, the paper said, adding that she will be required to register as a sex offender. Great. Now let's have her register in the brand new moron registry. Honest to God. Uh, it, it, that story in itself, by itself, is really a simple, neat package, so to speak, and a summary of K-12 public education in a nutshell. Stupid and illegal. That's about it. It's filled with stupidity and illegality and immoral behavior. Honest, honestly, I, uh, you know, right when you think you've heard it all. So, switching gears here slightly, although, I don't know, these uh, school board members and school officials who have been implementing these mask mandates and the social distancing and the shower curtains and the plexiglass dividers, they too should be on my brand new moron registry. I'm certain of it. Uh, but one of the cool things that's happening and has been happening now for quite some time, which is great, again, is that countless parents are now going to these board meetings for the very first time since they've been parents of a children uh, you know of a child in a public school district and they're showing up in droves and they're screaming at the top of their lungs at uh, school board members about the mask mandates and XYZ and I've covered a great deal of that on this podcast as well uh, this particular clip comes from Seminole County Florida it's about five minutes long and here's a here's a at least two parents cutting right into the uh, the school board members. The sad part is, is the school board members sit there and they take it. And, you know, the parents' time is up, the bell rings, they leave, and then the school board members just do what they want. But you have to understand, again, and this is how you take some control back. Every single school board member that implemented these mask mandates and willfully followed along with all of this should be immediately removed from their positions. Run against them in a local election 
You simply run against them by saying you're not the mask mandate person, they were, and you'll win. Bring the facts to the table. Because again, as these parents say in this meeting and in this audio I'm going to play, countless school board members have had countless facts emailed their way about how viruses are really transmitted, which isn't by touching people, and it's not by, you know, it's not, the distancing stuff plays a role, but the mask wearing is absolutely absurd. The plexiglass, the shower curtains, honest, honestly, it's absurd. It's child abuse. It's just child abuse, and that cannot go understated. So run on that, and you should win, you'd think. You point at a school board member and you say, I'm running against you, you abuse children, I don't, I'll win. That's it. And then they'll scream at the top of their lungs that they're not child abusers, but that's exactly what it is. So here's the audio from Seminole County, Florida. Here we go. You think holding our children hostage to these mask mandates, which have been proven to be ineffective to prevent COVID time and time again, is helping your case to keep our students in a hostage situation where it seems your only concern is the teachers union? Yeah, I said it. Teachers union. That's who you guys are. Enforce masks on them. More than half of them took the vaccine. Why are they still afraid of the very same people they took an oath to teach and protect? You're starting a civil war among us right now. We are parents. We protect our children, which is in full force right now. Okay? All year long we have been talking to you. All year long we've been coming to tell you to protect our children. Faith-based establishments like Chick-fil-A ended their mask policies for their employees as soon as the executive order was filed. You've got UCF ending their mask policies. Affect them immediately. You guys because we voted you in. We thought you would have the best interest for our children, but it seems you're playing politics instead. It's no secret you don't work for us, but for the teachers' union. You're supposed to do what's right by our children, so protect them by protecting these and. As a requirement, let them be a choice. All I heard from that lawyer was policy violation, repeal, waiver, file petition. We're not hearing any of that right now, sir. No disrespect. My name is Jessica Tillman. I'm a Longwood resident. We have repeatedly provided you with research articles, data, and information that clearly states children should not be masked. You continue to ignore all of it. This policy has nothing to do with kids' health. It's based on irrational fear. Our governor has provided you with data, recommendations, and research offered by credible sources, and you ignore it with no explanation of why. Our governor is now suing the CDC for their masking children recommendations. The CDC has also admitted there's no research that says masks stop viral spread. So where is your support, data, and research that you are using to continue masking our children? Continuance and false sense of security are neglectful excuses to keep this in place. The commissioner of the Florida Department of Education sent you a letter stating there was no difference in data for districts with or without a mandate. It is shameful that you refuse to discuss this policy with any supporting details or data and turn blind eye to actual facts and research. You allow teachers who have been fully vaccinated for months to continue to wear a mask and a face shield, fear-mongering healthy children. Why? What kind of message are you sending our children? Your teachers union is clearly terrified of healthy children. Why? 
Where's their documentation to support such fear? Why aren't you sharing true data that shows schools are not spreading this virus? Children are not getting this virus, let alone spreading it. Why aren't you having open conversations with your teachers and staff to address their fears? So where do we go from here? How do we fix this? Where do you think, when do you think parents will get their parental rights back? How do you unify this district again? You are not my co-parent, that is my husband. You are not my family's practitioner, but you are educators. Let's get back to teachers teaching and parents parenting. We don't need math police and boys. We need math and reading. We need friendships and smiles. We need prom and homecoming, field trips and graduation. Our kids need to be able to question things they don't think is right. Our kids deserve to want to go to school again. Our teachers deserve to not live in fear. A never-ending math policy is not what is best for our children or this district. The state of emergency is over in this state and county, yet it lives in Seminole County Public Schools. Why? Our children are the least vulnerable population, yet the last to be unmasked. Why? School is the only place children have to wear a mask now. Why? How, do you, how does that make sense? The, there are schools and districts that have chosen to follow the governor's executive order. You can too. There, these are not rhetorical questions. We have been asking all year with no answer. Why? According to your mandate, Dr. Griffin clearly has the ability to end the mandate now and board members vote to start the process to end the policy. So do it. Follow true science and let parents decide what is best for their children. If other districts have done it all year without it, now is the time to unmask our children. Okay, number of things there. First of all, eh, you don't need prom and homecoming. That's another story for another time. I've written about that in the past, but it's unnecessary. That's number one. Number two, she's asking the question, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You know the answer why, and she said again, it's rhetorical. Because they don't care about you. That's it. They don't care about you. They don't care about students. They don't care about teachers. They don't care about the, the, the people who know better. They don't care about the intelligent individuals that know that most of this was a giant hoax. They don't care about those people. Fear. It's all about fear. And fear is one of the easiest things to sell to people because it's fake. In many cases, it's just fake. Fear only exists when an individual believes something that's not real. And then it continues to spin around in their head rather than coming to the logical conclusion and arriving at what the actual truth is. That's the issue. They don't care about your children. They're giving themselves away as not caring. Now, what was interesting about that meeting, too, is a woman was thrown out of the meeting because she asked the superintendent if they had been vaccinated, quote unquote, and the superintendent replied that it was none of their business. And people started to applaud, and then the person was asked to leave by a police officer, and they were escorted out. Again, they, they have no problem lying to parents. They have no problem lying to anybody. It's their job, actually. It's sort of the job description. Do you mind being an elected official? No, that's exactly what I want to do. Do you mind being a liar? No, I know that comes with the territory. That's it. That's it. They're elected liars. 
So take their positions back, run against them, and don't be an elected liar. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. And you could homeschool too, by the way. That right there, again, should show people, though, that as she even said, many school districts have done away with this in Florida completely, and yet some are still doing it. Well, what makes them so special? Simple. It's just about control. It has nothing to do with logic, has nothing to do with reason. It's just about control. Now, next, here's the next story, and this is horrific. Speaking of control. Um, if anybody out there is familiar with Amazing Polly, I highly recommend that you look her up. She's on Gab, uh, she's on Rumble, and she has videos on BitChute. And I watch her over on BitChute, and she's arguably one of the best researchers and uh, dot connectors that exists. And she's been around for a while, and she's based in Ontario, Canada. So she has the Canadian point of view of, of what's going on with a number of different things as well, as well as an American point of view. Um, I've sent her a few of my books over the years. Uh, incredibly generous human being when it comes to the knowledge that she shares with people. So again, I highly recommend checking out her videos. In fact, I'm going to link this whole video from this little uh, audio clip that I'm about to play in the description below so you can check it out. But in this, she describes a Dallas, the, one of the largest school districts in Dallas, has created a hybrid virtual school where the entire school is filled with computers so that they can show up some of the time and then some of the time they're at home. But when they're at home, what they're asked to do is they're asked to be on their computer and walking around an actual virtual classroom like a video game. So they have an avatar and they're walking around a video game classroom or a video game school and they're talking to students as an avatar to other avatars having conversations and then going to their particular class when it's time for them to go to class. Now, a couple of things. I hope all of that sounds weird to people listening to this. It was not the best description I just provided, but I'm going to play the clip here that describes it a little bit further. That, that whole thing that I just described, oddly enough, is not new. It's going to sound new, but it isn't. I first personally came across this very thing approximately 8 or 9, 10, maybe even 11 years ago. I gave a presentation, um, the conference name has slipped my mind, but it's the largest middle school conference that exists in the United States. And I was giving a presentation um, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and across the hall, right after I was done, they had an entire presentation on this, and the room was packed. Now, I was giving a presentation on violence in school, and there were eight people in the room. So that right there should tell people. People are more interested in becoming computer zombies than they are actually learning about the very thing that hinders learning. So I walked across the hall when I was done, and they were giving this giant presentation on how cool and how they how cool this was, and how they thought that this was the future of education. That students could sit behind a computer, walk around as an avatar that they can create, 
interact with other avatars, which are real students, even from different states or maybe even a different country. And then they all go to the same class. And then they do the same assignments and they read the same things and they write the same stuff, etc., etc. It was beyond absurd. I was sitting there and on my notepad, I'm just writing, this is dumb, this is dumb, this is dumb. And I'm looking around whenever I would attend these conferences and I would look around the room. I would always look around just because I'm a natural observer. I'm a people watcher. And I would look at people's faces. And I would look at their faces to see if they were actually interested in it. And I swear to God, their mouths were open and they were drooling. They thought it was such a cool thing. Again, this was 8 or 11 years ago. This is a long time ago. But now, this Dallas school district has fully implemented it. And it's an absolute nightmare. Because they're still not reading books. They're still not having children read nonfiction books. This continues to be the largest, in my opinion, the largest mistake that gets made in American K-12 schools is the lack of nonfiction books that are being read on a constant basis by students. Now, that time is being wasted by having them move around this digital area, this digital video game, instead of just sitting and reading and actually learning how to speak the English language and write the English language. So I'm going to play this clip. Here we go. I did a video a while back called They Hate Us. I showed another example of a virtual reality world that you might go live in. And it's sick. It's twisted uh, cartoons with highly, highly sexualized. I mean, some of us just don't want to live in that environment. And the, like, is the best we can hope for that someone will create a, a wholesome virtual reality world where we walk around and we're like, like, have you seen that game called uh, Animal Crossing? And we're all going to just be in there all day? How fulfilling is that? It's not. The answer is it's not. And that's, you know, that's why I believe it will all collapse. But they are trying to take us into this world. They're trying. Yes, here is Dallas School District launching first-of-its-kind hybrid school. Students will create an avatar and explore their school virtually in a video game-type platform from Stemuli. Behind me is the Dallas ISD campus that'll hold the very first of its kind hybrid school, mixing online with in-person learning, reimagining what the traditional school day looks like. Dr. Olga Romero will be the principal of Dallas Hybrid Prep, the exciting new school for students looking to take courses online as well as attend school in person in this historic building. Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. You have to apply now at DallasISD.org. Choose Dallas ISD and find that hybrid school. Romero believes this will eventually become the model for schooling across the nation, with more parents working from home, wanting more of a balance for their children. Taylor Sheet is the founder of Stimuli, the creators behind this new virtual world students will be attending school in. It's a video game. It's a school in a video game. Although initially, you know, everybody might not say their kid is interested in a video game. I think the way we're building our platform is really targeted again, just so... Um, that kids can invent their own world. And that's like limitless, whether somebody wants to play by themselves or whether they want to play in groups. And for students Janelle and Kennedy, the fall can't come soon enough. They're looking forward to this new alternative to traditional school. Actually being able to move, move around in the screen 
it just seems a little more interesting. So I think it'll just be funner to actually be able to do a lot of stuff, even if you're at home or in person. And while this is only for fourth or sixth graders right now, Dr. Romero hopes it'll eventually be offered to any grade level so every student can take advantage of this innovative learning. Three days a week, in-person classes two days a week. And they're saying that this is so parents can have choice. They've just erased the middle part where they destroyed school and the economy and parents' jobs and family incomes and family routines and children's mental health with COVID. That's what they did. And now you see they're not even going to talk about it anymore. It's like it never happened. Oh, no, we're going to do this virtual school, which is the virtual reality school, walking around as if you... Anyway, they're going to do this. They say to offer parents choice. I think the parents' choice is to have their kids go back to school, end this stupid pretend pandemic, and go back to the old normal. That would be the choice. It really is this kind of immoral trash that gets in the way. And the people that are peddling it, regardless of their degrees, should be ashamed of themselves, but they're not because they actually think that reinventing the wheel on a constant basis is their job. They actually believe that that's what they should be doing, constantly reinventing the wheel. No, no. Every single time that the wheel gets reinvented, it breaks. And it always, I might add, rolls down the hill of immorality on a constant basis. It's consistently just rolling down that hill. None of, what, none of this virtual reality video game garbage is rooted in anything that's going to be beneficial for the student. It is solely designed, again, to create a non-thinking robot out of a human being, which, again, is the basis for Polly's, essentially, that entire video, which, again, I'll link in the description, and you have got to watch the whole thing. It's absolutely amazing. But their long-term plans, and when I say they, I mean the Satanists. I mean these people that are trying to turn human beings into mind-controlled zombies that are constantly plugged into some piece of technology all of the time. The individuals that are pushing it at the local school levels are receiving kickbacks, financial kickbacks as a result of implementing all of this. And again, long-term and short-term, what does it do? Well, like I said earlier, it keeps them from reading. It keeps them from writing. It keeps them from doing the actual things that they should be doing in order to be a free, thoughtful, moral, successful individual. They want the opposite of everything that I just said. All those words, they want the exact opposite. I mean, again, the mask wearing, the shower curtains, the plexiglass, it's, it's right there. Those are, those are all the examples. And this is just more of it. But again, the people peddling it are either dumb or they know exactly what they're doing. And part of what they're doing, again, is seeking to control not just the child, but the parent.
Because if, again, <laughs> it really makes you question the intelligence of the parent who actually thinks that such a thing is a good idea. It's not. Now, more specifically, such a virtual environment would be next to impossible to monitor. Depending on how many people are actually in such a digital environment, there's no way that you're going to be able to monitor everybody. Not to mention, who's to say that some of the avatars aren't adults? Who's to say that some of the avatars who are adults might not happen to be actual employees or school teachers? Well, it's only available to school teachers, and well, we monitor everything, and well, that would never happen, and oh no, it's a much more safe and safer environment. That's what they would tell everybody to pacify them and keep them from thinking about the dangers of such a program. So children will be preyed on in such environments by other students. They could be preyed on by a sexual predator who happens to be a teacher. And all of this is going to happen digitally. And again, is there going to be a record of every single thing that's typed out or said by the students or by the other avatars within such an environment? Probably not. Again, the whole thing is a headache. And because it's an entire headache, that right there should prove to everybody that it doesn't need to exist under any circumstance whatsoever. Again, it's just another reason to homeschool. It's just one more reason. All right. Here's the last thing. Hopefully your blood's pumping now. I hope it is. That's the idea of the podcast. Again, you know, we got we got to put on the armor of God here, and we have to put on the armor of knowledge because if we don't have those two things, we're going to be beaten around abused, muddied up, and we're going to look at each other and and just wonder what in the hell is happening. But we have to educate ourselves on this kind of stuff, and we have to share this kind of information as, as much as we possibly can with as many people as we know. It's the only way that we fight back against this. So here's the last thing, and this is beyond outrageous. Just yesterday, or two days ago, I should say, uh, Governor Mike DeWine, who in my opinion is a total monster, he's an absolute monster, he, I'm going to read this straight from the Gateway Pundit, uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine announced that the state will hold lottery drawings awarding $1 million prizes to five adults who have been vaccinated against the COVID-19 China coronavirus, with five youths eligible for four-year scholarships to Ohio State University. DeWine made the announcement during an address to the state Wednesday evening in which he announced nearly all state COVID mandates will be lifted effective June 2nd. They never should have been in place in the first place, Mike. God, looking at his face just drives me up the wall. Um, Let's see. The bribery and the deception of this hits a new level of immorality that, I mean, we knew it was coming, but you never really can prepare yourself to actually hear the actual words come out of another human being's mouth. And he was smiling the entire time. So here's a bunch of the dynamics that are going to take place with all of this bribery contest nonsense. He's now pinning the vaccinated against the unvaccinated. By the way, it's not a vaccine. We all know that. But he's pinning these people against one another now. 
He's telling children and really via their parents that they'll get a free scholarship or be in the drawing for a free scholarship if they can prove that they've all shot themselves up with these drugs. Ladies and gentlemen, this has to be illegal. This has to be illegal. There's no way that, that, that a governor, I mean, well, a legal and governor. Yeah, I, sh- I should know better than to say that because they've all broken the laws. But this right here, I, I'm shocked that a lawyer didn't tug on his shirt and go, uh, hey, little guy, uh, DeWine, come here. What you're doing is ridiculous. And you're going to get a lot of blowback, and you're going to get people killed. Because again, parents are going to now force their kids to get it so they can win a contest that they think they'll actually win to be sent to Ohio State, which is a cesspool of Marxism. I mean, that's... (laughs) That's the other thing that is just hilarious. That's the other thing that's absolutely hilarious. Your prize is Marxism. Your prize is indoctrination. That's your prize. But if you're an adult and you show your vaccine card and you show that you played all the totalitarian games and you stepped in all the right squares and you towed the line every single time, when government said jump, you said, you said, how high and can I do it again? For every single adult that does that, they're in a drawing for a million dollars. And you know that they'll fill out the form to enter that contest. That's where we are now. But here's the thing. <laughs> again, that level of immorality is, that, I mean, that's next level. That's next level immorality. Uh, again, he's already bribing them too with uh, sporting event tickets and corn dogs and uh, g- other frivolous, just materialistic, superficial garbage. And again, the least intelligent are going to be the ones who bite that apple, and they're going to get killed. People are going to die. As a result of that, a parent is going to say, my child's dead and we got the vaccination because we wanted to get free college because Mike DeWine said so. He said we could do this and now my kid's dead. And they're never going to air that story. They're going to keep that parent as dead quiet as humanly possible. That parent will try to scream from the mountaintops and then they'll get shot off of that mountaintop. And they won't be able to say another word. That'll be the end of it. Just like that. I can even see parents right now. I mean, I can see them. I can see the wheels turning in their, in their immoral heads where they're saying to themselves, Hey, look, we, t- we already took the shot. Might as well win a million dollars. Might as well enter a contest to win a million bucks. All we have to do is fill out this form and show that we've got our our experimental shots in our bloodstream because the government said so, and here's our government papers. It's insane. It's godless. That's exactly what this is. It's absolutely godless. So again, just to wrap up here, 
in the description below, I'm going to have Amazing Polly's video linked. The other thing I'm going to link is my most recent Substack article that's titled The Mentis Side of Society. I make a book recommendation in that article. I compare it. Um, I, I compare the book, The Rape of the Mind, to a number of different things that are happening and how easily it is to trick people and where that comes from and where those feelings come from. Because again, as I say at the beginning of that article, uh, if you're going to read one book this summer, you should read more than one. But if you're going to read one, it should be The Rape of the Mind. It explains everything. It explains human behavior right down to a T. It was written in 1955, published in 1956, and you cannot help but think about everything that's happening right now in comparison to what was written back then about how easily totalitarians can control people and destroy them by their own hand as well. And that's the work of the devil. There's just no doubt about it. So I'm going to link that article as well in the description below. Make sure you check uh, both of those things out, the video and the article if you're interested. And I will catch you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless. <laughs>